September 17th, 2018, Jones at Home Show, episode number 32. Man, knocking them out. Knocking them out. Monday nights have been our have been our thing. Yep. They seem to be uh, working out for us. Yeah. It's like the one night a week where I don't seem to have a whole lot going on. Mm-hmm. But, man, so things have been really interesting politically with the Kavanaugh hearing going on. Yeah. The Democrats mm-hmm. are pulling their trick that they always pull. And yeah, uh, they're, uh, <laughs> they bring out their, uh, their uh, hashtag me too. Yep. Their hashtag me too. Um, let's see here. So the Kavanaugh hearings are going on. They've been going on since last week and this is a uh let's see this is this is a a very recent clip suddenly amazingly before they're supposed to have a vote on Kavanaugh someone comes out and accuses him of uh inappropriate behavior a woman back in the 80s like what was it 1982 Uh uh-huh and amazingly she stays silent all these years, 36 years. And then suddenly, I guess, remembers. Yeah, I guess so. Let's see. This is uh, CBS News. Kavanaugh and the accuser set to testify. Good evening. I'm Jeff Lauren. We're going to begin tonight with quickly developing news on Supreme Court nominee Brett Kavanaugh. Kavanaugh and the woman who accuses him of sexually assaulting her when they were teenagers will testify under oath in public on Monday, next Monday, before the Senate Judiciary Committee. A vote by the panel on his nomination has now been delayed. President Trump today made his first public comments on the accusations. He's an outstanding intellect, an outstanding judge, respected by everybody. Never had even a little blemish on his record. The FBI has, I think, gone through a process six times with him over the years where he went to higher and higher positions. The president said he believes the nomination is, as he put it, on track. Nancy Cordes is on Capitol Hill tonight. Uh, Nancy, all this uh, happening pretty quickly. That's right, and this is sure to be a high-intensity, high-stakes hearing, Jeff, and it injects a whole new layer of uncertainty into the confirmation process, just as Republicans had been hoping to wrap it up. Senate Republicans huddled today trying to figure out how to handle the now public allegation. And to go back 35 years uh, to high school, I mean, we're in a very unusual place. Dr. Christine Blasey Ford, a psychologist and professor, told the Washington Post that Kavanaugh pinned her to a bed on her back and put his hand over her mouth at a party when she was 15 and he 17. He was trying to attack me and remove my clothing, she said. I thought he might inadvertently kill me. I believe her. Many, many, many Americans (laughs) believe her. Do you have any response to Christine Ford? Kavanaugh reiterated his denial today, saying this is a completely false allegation, adding, because this never happened, I had no idea who was making this accusation until she identified herself yesterday. 
He and his accuser said they're willing to testify publicly. The president said they should. I want him to go in at the absolute highest level. And I think to do that, you have to go through this. If it takes a little delay, it'll take a little delay. That sparked a debate among Republicans today who were hoping to hold a committee vote on Kavanaugh this week. Democrats have spent weeks and weeks searching for any possible reason that the nomination should be delayed. But rushing him through now could antagonize undecided Republicans like Susan Collins of Maine. Senator, do you need to see a public hearing featuring Ford before you can vote on Kavanaugh? I have said that I believe in order for me to assess the credibility of these allegations that I want to have both individuals come before the Senate Judiciary Committee and testify under oath. Ford first shared the allegation with her congresswoman, Anna Eshoo, in July. But uh, at the time, she public. wished to remain anonymous. Uh, she was worried about her family. She has young children. Uh, her husband. <laughs> Eshoo helped Ford write a letter detailing her claims. Last week, word of that letter leaked, which prompted Ford to come forward. Democrats had wanted the FBI, when, uh, which conducts background checks on nominees, to right. look into this allegation before any public know, hearing. Republicans ago. called that a stalling tactic, and they're hoping, Jeff, to hold that confirmation vote in the Senate Judiciary Committee next week, right after the hearing. Nancy Cordes, thank you very much. Yeah, exactly. Why, why not after it happened? She just, why didn't she call the police? I don't know. You know, now let's see, this is Hillary Clinton. This is a campaign message she put out. Uh, let's see here. I want to send Recently? a message to every survivor no. of sexual assault. Don't let anyone silence your voice. You have a right to be heard and you have a right to be believed. We're with you. That's the double. That was. That's not that's not the real one. <laughs> so speaking speaking of that. Um, yes. Bob, let's move on to the Democrats. There's some potential trouble for Hillary Clinton. So a woman who publicly accused the former president, Bill Clinton, of raping her back in 1978 is uh, resurrecting her claims on social media. There's a full screen that we have here we want to put on for our viewers. She says, I was 35 years old when Bill Clinton, Arkansas Attorney General, raped me and Hillary tried to silence me. I am now 73. It never goes away. This is from mm -hmm. her Twitter account. So, um, yeah. you know, the question, I guess, is could this be a problem for Hillary? I remember when this uh, woman, Juanita Broderick, uh, made these claims. So, there you go. <laughs> now, according to Hillary, now Juanita Broderick made these claims. And you heard it from Hillary. I a message to every survivor of sexual assault. Don't let anyone silence your voice. You have a right to be heard, and you have a right to be believed. There you go. <laughs> so it only works when it, when it doesn't come to Democrats. So it's, yeah. it's just amazing. They've wrapped this up so well. Like, they're the only ones that can use this argument. Oh, you no. Know? Why are Republicans so dumb? Why don't they fight the same way? Because <laughs> Republicans are stupid. I've, I've, I just don't get it. You know, like Democrats mm -hmm. will go kicking and screaming, dragging the country down. Literally kicking and screaming. Literally <laughs> kicking and screaming, dragging the country down, pulling us into the cesspool of socialism. And we just go. 
Like, mm-hmm. no, we're just too. We just have too much dignity. <laughs> and we just go. No, that's the stupid Republicans. We don't go. I'm not. No, we're not going. Our show has a warning that we're not politically correct. Right. We have. We haven't gone there. <laughs> that's right. But yeah, this stuff is nuts. I mean, it's absolutely insane. It is. It is. So this is um now this is what's kind of interesting. This was similar to uh, what happened with Clarence, Clarence Thomas. And here's a clip from Fox Let's News. Let's talk about this with Britt Hume, Fox News senior political analyst, and Chris Darwalt, Fox News politics editor and the editor of Halftime Report. Britt, if I could start with you, because I wondered if you had a little deja vu all over again when you saw this uh, news break over the weekend. And then you have Senator Collins of Maine tweet that came out just a short time ago. Professor Ford and Judge Kavanaugh should both testify under oath before the Judiciary Committee. And in addition to that, she says she is going to speak outside of her office on camera at 4 p.m. this afternoon. What might she say? I have no idea what she's going to say. I assume she will affirm that that this episode occurred. Um, and, and the parallels, I must say, when you mentioned deja vu to the Clarence Thomas and Anita Hill situation are really quite striking. Uh, it was very late in the process uh, when Anita Hill came forward with this allegation of, uh, of improper sexual conversations f- from Clarence Thomas to her. Uh, and that resulted in you know, last-minute hearings at which she testified to the point, Dana, where we even had a hearing at one time on a Sunday in the Senate Judiciary Committee. And I remember being at a football game. I was assigned to the White House, so I didn't have to cover the hearings, but I never missed a word. And I was at the game watching the Washington Redskins play. I can't remember against whom. And I had the game in front of me and the hearing and a, on the radio and a headset in my ear. Intense times they were, and in the end, of course, it was kind of a standoff. Anita Hill couldn't prove her allegations. Clarence Thomas, although he, he certainly denied them, never mm-hmm. could disprove them, mm-hmm. and it ended up in kind of a, a kind of a, a of a of a standoff, and and he got confirmed. Britt, um, to John Roberts' point that he just mentioned that the White House is allowing the Judiciary Committee to decide how to move forward with what type of a hearing they might have. Can you remind us, like in 1991, was there closed testimony and then public testimony after that? I don't, I don't remember whether there was any clo- There might have been staff interviews, mm-hmm. um, but I don't remember any clo- I, All I remember was the, was the, was the, the hearing yeah. in the, uh, and they were in the old caucus room, which I guess the Judiciary Committee isn't using anymore, where you know, many famous hearings had occurred. And in the end, of course, it was Thomas who basically said, look, this is a lynching, a high-tech lynching of an uppity black man. And that seemed to scare the daylights out of some of the Democrats on the committee. The Democrats held the, held the Senate in those days 56 to 44. Uh, and Thomas ended up being confirmed 52 to 48. Mm. Um, I, and Harlan Specter, Republican senator yes. from Pennsylvania, whom we all remember, who had been a prosecutor and was a noted cross-examiner, cross-examined Anita Hill and called her a perjurer, right. publicly called her a perjurer, right. I don't think there's a snowball's chance mm-hmm. uh, that any such accusation will be hurled at this witness in this current Me Too atmosphere. So, Chris, if I could turn to you then for the politics of the moment. You had Senator Jeff Flake early on over the weekend say, I'm uncomfortable moving forward with a yes vote until we hear from Ford. It sounds like Senator Grassley is trying to do just that. He put out a statement saying that he has tried to uh, figure out a time to do some uh, phone call interviews, but that Senator Feinstein is not responding. Here's the solution. Look, this is our solution. We're on pause. All right. 
So you heard there what he said about the statement that Clarence Thomas made about this is a lynching of a uppity black man or something. He yeah. Said. Yep. Okay. So all Kavanaugh has to do is get up and say, now listen here. Y'all is going after this is a, this is the lynching of a black woman and people are going to get all confused. And he's like, they're going to be like, what are you talking about? Me? You're going after me. I'm a black woman. Right. As a black trans woman, a pre-op. I'm a pre-op black trans woman. I'm a pre-op, pre-pigment black trans woman. Exactly. Yeah, That's here's, all he's uh, got to do, man. It is. Here's when it, uh, it happened with Clarence Thomas, when he's responding. Yeah. Committee will please come to order. Hey, look, it's crazy Uncle Joe. Uncle Joe. Judge, it's a tough day and tough night for you, I know. Let me uh, ask, do you have anything you'd like to say before we begin? I understand that uh, your preference is, uh, which is totally and completely understandable, that we go one hour tonight, 30 minutes on each side. Is, am I correct in that? That's right. Do you have anything you'd like to say? Senator, I would like to start by saying unequivocally, uncategorically, that I deny each and every single allegation against me today that suggested in any way that I had conversations of a sexual nature or about pornographic material with Anita Hill, that I ever attempted to date her, that I ever had any personal sexual interest in her, or that I in any way ever harassed her. A second, and I think more important point, I think that this today is a travesty. I think that it is disgusting. I think that this hearing should never occur in America. This is a case in which this sleaze, this dirt, was searched for by staffers of members of this committee, was then leaked to the media, and this committee and this body validated it and displayed it at prime time over our entire nation. How would any member on this committee, any person in this room, or any person in this country would like sleaze said about him or her in this fashion, or this dirt dredged up in this gossip and these lies displayed in this manner? How would any person like it? The Supreme Court is not worth it. No job is worth it. I'm not here for that. I'm here for my name, my family, my life, and my integrity. I think something is dreadfully wrong with this country when any person, any person in this free country would be subjected to this. This is not a closed room. There was an FBI investigation. This is not an opportunity to talk about difficult matters privately or in a closed environment. This is a circus. It's a national disgrace. And from my standpoint, 
as a black American, as far as I'm concerned, it is a high-tech lynching for uppity blacks who in any way deign to think for themselves, to do for themselves, to have different ideas. And it is a message that unless you kowtow to an old order, this is what will happen to you. You will be lynched, destroyed, caricatured by Come on, a Brett. committee Say, I'm getting of lynched. the U.S. U.S. Senate <laughs> rather than hung from a tree. See, that's what he needs to say. Yeah. But he can't. Because he's a dumb Republican. And he's white. <laughs> and, and that's the problem. You know, look at he's the time. Scared. You never, like, this is one thing I've never thought of. All right. Like, Donald Trump's probably the closest that we've come to it. But just like, just like some, some basically really crude, uh, you know, like person that'll get up there and just say, you know, that would make that statement like, oh, I'm, I'm a black woman. <laughs> I'm a black woman, you know, right. or just say something like use, use the pinko commies own tactics against them. Yeah. I feel like no one ever does it. No. Trump has, is the closest of using their tactics against them. Absolutely. Yeah. But there's just, there's really not much. But look at the timing when they, when they did this, this is 1991 when they were saying this mm -hmm. with Clarence Thomas. And at that time, right. I think that, that culturally it was, you look at the Democrats and they hadn't, I, I think they were still really figuring out that they could capitalize on the black vote. Mm -hmm. So at the time, the, the way that the culture was, I think it was, maybe it was easier like to say, Hey, look, this guy, he's a Republican, but he's black. So what we can do is just get somebody to accuse him and everybody will believe the accuser because he's black. That's, that's how we can do it. Yeah. I don't know. They've probably been, I don't know. I think the whole calling the black Republicans, uncle Tom's has been going back all the way into the sixties though. Right. But look at the difference. Like now, if, if, now the way things are, I don't think that the Democrats could pull it on a black Republican, could pull the same trick. Because the climate, just the overall general climate of, of the next generation coming up, right, of the major shift that's mm -hmm. going to be happening, is very anti-white. It's like anti-white, right. it's bad to be white, we need to be apologetic. So now... Like the, the way, the way it seems to work with the media is you can throw an accusation against this guy against Kavanaugh and look, he's just another rich white man, middle-aged yeah. white man. Mm -hmm. Of course he, they use that white privilege to go rape that evil white raper. That's why if Brett Kavanaugh was a smart person, he would get up there <laughs> the next chance he got, he'd get on TV and go, I am a black woman. I'm a proud black woman. A proud black, black power. Woman. <laughs> He'd have to and, live it out, though. Right, exactly. But no, he doesn't because the thing is, what are they going to do? Oh, you're faking it. You're faking it. Right. So that you know, they they won't do it. Like they got to be PC. So it is, and it's so sad because it's such, it's such political theater the way it's become. 
And like the You'd Democrats, be like uh, Bruce Jenner. Paul Harmon, a traditional woman. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm a traditionalist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's... <laughs> but it's gotten to be so crazy that it almost seems like... It seems like it would be just simpler to just have fights. Like, hey, let's decide who... If, if he should be on the Supreme Court or not, let's just have a fight. Like a duel. Yeah. <laughs> just have a that's duel. What, that seems better. I like that. You know? I, it just seems I'm, like I'm, it's it's I'm gotten to that, of that. It's almost getting to that point. Because you just see, you know, you can see that the, the Democrats are like demonically controlled puppets. Yeah. They have no clue what's going on. They're just being used by the devil to destroy this country. <laughs> it's like, that's just the, yeah. I don't know. It just comes down to that. Yeah. The, uh, I'll tell you, remember, oh, which one? It was one of the Batman movies. It was the one with the Joker, I think, with uh, Heath Ledger as the Joker. Yeah. And uh, they uh, they had, they, uh, he like grabbed those two guys and he's like, oh yeah, I got an opening on my team and there's only room for one. So figure it out. And he like broke us a, a pool cue and like left it in the room. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, uh, he's like, all right, <laughs> one of you has a spot. The other one doesn't. Right. Yep. But that's how we're going to start doing. We're going to do it Coliseum style. Yep. <laughs> this is how we appoint our judges. You have to, you have to uh, go through combat basically. <laughs> Man, it, it just seems like it's coming to that. Uh, it's so ridiculous. I'm trying to find our, uh, our live stream so I can tweet it out and it's not showing up. Oh, it probably got blocked. We are streaming live, right? It says we are. We may have been blocked from streaming. I don't know. We'll find out if this one shows up. I know that, uh, so the last podcast that we did, episode number 31 was called the bandit. And we were just kind of watching clips from Smokey and the bandit, different movies. And we're watching the mm-hmm. clips and talking about the clips. And that's what we're doing. Just commentating on what we're watching and, and talking about Burt Reynolds. And our video got pulled from YouTube. They blocked the live stream. They pulled the video and hit us with a copyright strike. You know, saying that we we were we had a copyright infringement issue. And the oh. funny thing was we were playing the playing clips. YouTube videos. Right. We're playing them <laughs> off of YouTube. So, and we're talking about it. We're not just like playing, we're not copying it and sending it out there and trying to pick up ad revenue. We're just talking about it. Yeah. So, yeah, it's crazy, man. They, uh, yeah, I don't see, usually if you look up, if you search the Jones and Holmes show while we're doing the live stream, I pull up mm-hmm. the link for it and it shows it. It shows that we have something going on, but right now it's not. So it, it very well may, it may have stopped the, our ability yeah, but you know what? They went after us. What we'll do is, um, if they did stop the ability, mm-hmm. because at this point, where we're still kind of getting started, we can just create a new channel. Sure, we'll make the Jones and Holmes show too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, you know, uh, something that was that's so that's interesting to me. I was listening to the radio. This is a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And I'll listen while I'm working on to uh, New Jersey 101.5. Yeah. And I listen to talk radio just because it's, it's 
kind of this interesting talk radio and there's no, I don't know that there's anything local that I can get. There's like the Jacksonville station and then I can, but then I'm just listening to Rush Limbaugh and Hannity and you know, the big guys. Right. So the, uh, and the New Jersey talk radio, they, they're more of just like comedy show. It's just more interesting, mm -hmm. but the afternoon show had something that really made me think. And I wanted to talk about this um, a couple weeks ago and I just forgot about it, but they had a topic for an hour and had people calling in about, mm -hmm. uh, do you let anyone ever touch your kids when you're out and about? And not, they're not talking about like some creepy way. They're talking about like, you know, the, the little old lady that says, oh, he's a cute boy and pats him on the head. Mm -hmm. And man, you should have heard the people calling in. Really? Like uh, stories of, you know, some, some older lady like smiling at a kid and saying, what a handsome boy. And, you know, patting him on the head and the parents just go off on him. And uh, really? you know, what are you doing? Touching my kid. Don't you touch my kid and on and on they go. And the hosts are agreeing with them. Like, yeah, that's right. Why would you let them touch the kid? <laughs> and I said, I was talking to Sarah. I said, see, this is the problem. Like, this is the difference between how people are up there, right? That's the attitude. Mm -hmm. This kind of weird, it's much more prevalent up north. Yeah, they're like ready to fight you. Ready to fight you. Why'd you touch my kid? You you think I'm going to touch you? Would I, would I come over and pet, pat you on the head? Why would you touch my kid? All this stuff about touching the kid. And, mm -hmm. uh, and he was even like getting to where just talking to a kid or looking at the kid or just saying anything to the kid. And I said, and this is why you have like, like New Jersey, you have a state where people are, they're mean, mean to each other, constantly voting in Democrats, expensive place to live. There's some sort of correlation going on, mm -hmm. you know, like, so we're sitting in Wendy's today and we're in, uh, we're in Brunswick, Georgia, and you have this grandmother that took her granddaughter out to Wendy's and, uh, they were trying to, she was trying to figure out the vent, the, uh, Coke machine. Cause they have the touch screen. Oh yeah. So Sarah shows her how to use it. And then she sits down and the granddaughter's probably like four and has a little stuffed animal thing that she sits on a chair and this other older lady comes up and walks over and what's his name and starts talking and, you know, and they're right. all just talking and laughing. Mm -hmm. You know, and I thought this is how it's supposed to be, how people are supposed to be to each other. Yeah. But yet this example Friendly. on the, <laughs> right. The example on the radio was if, if something like that, like they were bringing examples like that up, like how crazy like they that weren't is. talking about a creepy person. That was like a creeper that was like walking by trying to like, you know, cop a feel to your kid. Like this is the right. little old lady going, how you doing there, Sonny? You know? Right. Like, or, uh, and then they were talking about, uh, Chinese restaurants, how, and a lot of Chinese restaurants, you'll notice this where the waitresses are very, they, they love babies. Yeah. Cause they're not allowed to have them. Right. In China, so, but they just love babies, you know, mm -hmm. and they want to talk about the baby and all oh, it's the baby. And, you know, and, mm -hmm. uh, man, these people were calling about that and how they've walked out of restaurants, how crazy it is and all this kind of stuff. And I'm like, man, and, I, and Sarah was asking me, she's like, well, what, what would you do with our, one of our kids? I was like, well, this depends on the situation. If it's a creep, if it's some, right. you know, creepy man coming over and staring, 
You got to shoot them. Right. But if it's just like a, you know, like it was just, I don't know. You think, I, I think about how like my grandpa was with different people and kids growing up and stuff. And it was just much more common. Like I'd hear him, you know, you compliment kids or you compliment the parents on how well dressed the kid is or just different things. Just, just being, mm-hmm. being normal, being a human being. Yeah, that's true. I remember like going out when I was younger with my parents, you know, and I had, uh, I had two brothers and I had a sister and people would compliment my parents all the time. Oh, you have a beautiful family. Look at you and your family, your four children. It was always older people, you know, but, um, but that, I mean, yeah, I guess you don't really hear that as much. No. Yep. Everybody's afraid, I guess. Yep. That's what it is. But, and and so it's just this, this, I don't know what it is. Like nobody, there's such a lack of trust for anyone. And it's just permeating through culture. And everybody's becoming like super isolationist, you know? Mm-hmm. Like I understand to a degree like I, I don't have a uh, daily interaction with my neighbors and, you know, well, I'll tell you what, I mean, honestly, I kind of feel like I've become in that way myself I, anymore. I'm just like, I'm just ready to move into the mountains, yeah. you know, and not see anybody, but like that being said, so one of my neighbors that lives across the street from me, nice older guy. And, uh, they, um, he, uh, we had had a bunch of rain and I didn't really have a chance to cut my grass um, because we just, it kept raining and the, and the grass like stayed wet. And uh, so he came over and uh, today and just, you know, bush hogged the yard for me. I didn't ask him to, he just right. came over to do it, yep. you know, and I offered to pay him and everything. No, no, no. I'm oh, just being neighbors and just helping each other out. This is what we do, you know? Yep. And uh, he come over there and he bush hogged the backyard. He's like, that way you don't tear up the track. You know, and I'm like, well, I appreciate it. So, and uh, my wife baked them some cookies and whatnot. But it was like that kind of instilled that sense of uh, that kind of southern, southernly, uh, neighborly kind of way. <laughs> right. And that's how it's supposed to be. You know, not yeah. not overly intrusive, but just friendly and do things for each other and help each other out. But But that in itself is dying. Uh, with the next generation coming up and you can mm-hmm. hear that they're all young parents that were calling in to this radio show. It's all younger parents. Uh, mm-hmm. Nobody, you know, older. So it's just, it's, it's crazy, man. I mean, you should, it, it was just nuts. Like the one story was a lady. She said that uh, she went to a church. She went to a, she was like moved into a new neighborhood and they were looking for a church and they found this church and they went to the church. And while they were at the church, like, uh, they're they, like, they walk in this older lady was greeting them and she like gave mm-hmm. her daughter a hug. So they, uh-huh. they, they left. <laughs> I'm like, I just, I was losing it. I'm like, this is what's wrong. This is what's wrong. This is, this is the problem with these stupid people up there. Like it's just nuts. And I, 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 I was telling Sarah, I was like, this is when you hear people down here refer to just Yankees with this disdain, you know, <laughs> that's what they're talking. That's about. what they're talking about. <laughs> uh, you know, like they would hate it down here and you can see why they know, would hate it down in here. reality. I don't even think it's just, I don't think it's just Northern. I think it's, it's a, 
like, like I don't think it's a southern accent. Call it, you know, it's a rural accent. It's a it's a small town thing. You know, I think yeah. that's what it kind of what it comes down to. But the North has seemed to adopt a lot of the the same ideas as you know the the coastal states, right, where all the blue people live. Right. But yeah, it is. It's crazy, man. Times are changing. It is. It is. So today, uh, let's see, what do we got? We got a couple other clips and I got my story of the day. Oh yeah. All right. Here's John Kasich. Uh, oh yeah. On CNN. And he says something very interesting. It's like 24 hours since John McCain was put to death. And, And look at this, this circus of a hearing that's going on. Here's what I, I think at the end. What? Yeah, it's like, what? <laughs> what was that? Like Wait a minute. Hours now, see, this John was not was really that big of a shock to me. Because, see, if everybody remembers the Beach, the Beach is one of those super woke folk that I also refer to myself as, and my dad has joined the ranks as super woke. And so... My dad, my dad says to me, he goes, now listen, he's like, John McCain, they killed him. I was like, yeah, you might be right. And then a day later, this comes out with Kasich saying, oh, John McCain was put to death. I was like, whoa, that's interesting. Right. So who, who was putting him to death? Sure. That's the thing we can't figure out. Who killed him? The deep state? Q? Q. I don't think Q the deep state would have killed him because he was the deep state. Mm, but he messed up something. Maybe. Or it's uh, what some people believe, like Q, that they're being cleaned out. Mm-hmm. You know, that it's yeah. happening. The purge is happening. Yeah, secretly. Right. Secret purge. I still, I, to me, man, I don't know. It's still hard for me with, with the Q stuff. Now, according to Q, something big is supposed to go down tomorrow. Again? The 18th. Isn't it like every day? <laughs> I think so. It's like something big <laughs> is going to happen. They've been saying that the 18th is, is a big day. So, I don't know. Who knows? Right. Uh, so, then you had, during this um, hearing, the Kavanaugh hearing, Lindsey Graham mm-hmm. asking all these interesting questions. is that... Uh, standing with her when the two uh, when the two buildings when the buildings fell. So when somebody says post 9/11 uh, that we've been at war and it's called the war on terrorism, do you generally agree with that concept? Uh, I do, Senator, because Congress passed the authorization for use of military force, which is still in effect, and that was passed, of course, on September 14th, 2001. Three days later. Let's talk about the law and war. Is there a body of law called the um, law of armed conflict? There is, there is such a body, Senator. Is there a body of law that's called basic criminal law? Yes, Senator. Are there differences between those two bodies of law? Yes, Senator. From an American citizen's point of view, do your constitutional rights follow you? If you're in Paris, does the Fourth Amendment protect you as an American from your own government? Uh, from your own government, yes. Okay. So... If you're in Afghanistan, do your uh, constitutional rights protect you against your own government? 
If you're an American in Afghanistan, yeah. you have constitutional rights as against the U.S. government. Is there a long-standing... That's, that's right. long-settled law. Isn't there also a long-settled law that <clears throat> it goes back to the Eisenstrader case? I can't remember the name of it. Yeah, Johnson versus Eisenstrader. Right. That American citizens who collaborate with the enemy have considered enemy combatants. Uh, they can be. Uh, can be. They can be. They're often some. They're sometimes criminally prosecuted. Sometimes treated in the military. Well, let's talk about can be. I think the under Supreme Court precedent. Right. Swimming, yeah. There's a Supreme Court decision that said that American citizens who collaborated with Nazi saboteurs were tried by the military. Is that correct? That is correct. I think a couple of them were executed. Yeah. So if anybody doubts, there's a long-standing history in this country that your constitutional rights follow you wherever you go, but you don't have a constitutional right to turn on your own government, collaborate with the enemy of the nation. You'll be treated differently. Uh, what's the name of the case, if you can recall, uh, that reaffirmed the concept that you could hold one of our own as an enemy combatant if they were engaged in terrorist activities in Afghanistan? Are you familiar with that case? Yeah, Hamdi. Okay. So the bottom line is, I want every American citizen to know you have constitutional rights, but you do not have a constitutional right to collaborate with the enemy. There's a body of law well-developed long before 9-11 that understood the difference between basic criminal law and the law of armed conflict. Do you understand those differences? I, I do understand that the, there are different bodies of law, of course, Senator. Okay. If you're confirmed, and I believe you will be, What is your hope when all of this is said and done and your time is up, how would you like to be remembered? Uh, uh, a good dad, good judge. Uh, good husband. I think he's getting it. <laughs> good husband. Thanks, Diane. You so that was an interesting one. That was, yeah. I mean, that is an odd line of questioning. <laughs> Isn't it? Especially when Don McCain was just to death. Right. <laughs> so some people believe there's going to be uh, like a military tribunal set up that's going to go through and just purge the deep state. I'll tell you what, man. There's some weird stuff going on. There is. <laughs> <laughs> yep, like whatever is going on in that Ben Shapiro yeah. show picture there. What's that? See that Ben Shapiro show picture? Oh, the one with Crowder? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what in the world are you doing? So you Turn into a gay man or something? Maybe. Uh, Norm MacDonald. Man. Uh -oh. Yep. Let's see. Uh, oh, no. This is a clip from Fox News. He made some statements on the Me Too movements, and uh, the Tonight Show canceled his appearance. And I know he was on The View uh, the other day trying to clarify things. Let's see what this is about. It's time for our Seen and Unseen segment, where we explore some of the big cultural stories of the day. Comedian Norm MacDonald has had a Tonight Show appearance next after some controversial remarks on the Me Too movement. But that's far from the whole story. Joining us now with more is Raymond Arroyo, Fox News contributor, New York Times bestselling author of the Will Wilder series. Raymond, I know how 
Uh, the Fallon Show canceled Norm Macdonald, though, no, why? Well, NBC says they did it out of sensitivity to the audience. Norm Macdonald did an interview about this new Netflix talk show he's doing. David Letterman is producing. This is hardly a conservative talk show at all. Yeah. However, he's promoting it, and he made comments about the Me Too movement and his friend Roseanne and Louis C.K. And here's what he said. He said, uh, I'm happy the Me Too movement has slowed down a bit. It used to be 100 women can't be lying. Then it became one woman can't lie. And that became, I believe, all women. And then you're like, what? Like that Chris Hardwick guy? I really thought got the blunt end of the stick there. He went on to say his friends, the, unlike the victims, his friends, the comedians, suffered more than the victims did. Mm. That he had to apologize Not a good for. Comment. That was over the line. However... There might be another reason that Fallon and The Tonight Show, uh, Jimmy Fallon went to, to Norm Macdonald and said, my producers are in the other room crying, so you can't come on the show. He said something about his talk show as opposed to the ones that are already on the air. This is what he said. This might explain his cancellation as well. He said, ever since Jon Stewart, late night hosts have been forced to make, become political pundits, ah. you know, even down to Jimmy Fallon. Mm -hmm. And he is derided for his treatment of Donald Trump and then to be maligned for, quote, unquote, humanizing Trump. Funny. I thought he was human. If you have a nominee for president on your show and he's your guest, then he is your guest. Oh, Fallon had to apologize for having Trump on, basically, right? Right. right. Remember, he messed up his hair. They say he humanized him. But when we oh reach a point where saying that a president, president is human, and that's controversial, we've really reached a low point. Now, whether you're watching this Norm Macdonald show or not, Laura, there's a new series on Instagram TV. I know you I don't even know what that is. Of. Instagram is their, it's their new TV service. It's called Here's the Deal. And it's a 10-episode, issues-driven show designed to spur young Americans to vote in the midterms. Now, who would you think would host such a show, Laura? They asked me. I said, no, I'm already busy on Well, they found the perfect host to attract those young voters, Vice President Joe Biden. Folks, with less than 100 days until the most consequential election of our lifetime, we've got to keep our eye on the ball. That's why I'm partnering with Attention on IGTV to break down the issues we all should be voting on this fall. Not complicated policy wonk language or confusing acronym, just facts, at least as I see them. I think the upper palate is slipping. Did he say acronym? You know what's funny? I, I've always believed with Biden is that he doesn't believe any of the things that he stands for. Nah. You know? <laughs> Probably not. He's like, just I, creepy Uncle Joe. I always thought that it would be so fun to go like hunting, sitting in a duck blind with Biden and Clinton. <laughs> I think it would be the coolest thing because you know that yeah. if they're just together, if you're just sitting in a duck blind, they'd be like, man, we don't believe any of that stuff. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, it's all a joke. <laughs> I think it would. you'd probably find that. Probably. But there you go. Oh. So Norm's forced, forced to apologize for saying that he thinks things have gone too far. Yep. Oh man, the uh, <laughs> everybody's being forced to apologize for something. Yep. I don't think anybody out there will actually stand up and go, "No, I'm not apologizing." This guy doesn't. All right, that was President Trump speaking at a, a rally there, a fundraiser, I should say, in North Dakota. <laughs> uh, he had an opportunity, perhaps, to have gone after that New York Times op-ed. The anonymous one. He chose not to do so. Uh, Karl Rove would have approved of that. Karl Rove, 
had uh, given him that advice uh, on this program just moments before he came to stage. Uh, and instead, he talked about his accomplishments, uh, something that, again, I think Carl would approve of uh, quite significantly. He talked about the economic success this country has had. He talked about the success the coal industry has had there in North Dakota, and all of this being the result of policies that his administration has put into place. Joining me right now with reaction to what we just heard, Fox News contributor James Freeman of the Wall Street Journal, also here, American Majority CEO Ned Ryan, and Democratic strategist John Summers. Uh, James Freeman, starting with you, what do you think? Yeah, it was a fairly relaxed Donald Trump. Uh, we've been uh, reading uh, a lot of anonymous sources saying that he's uh, unhinged and uh, volcanic over this uh, uh, New York Times uh, op-ed, but uh, I think you saw a pretty relaxed and uh, restrained and, and comfortable uh, uh, president talking about what uh, I think by any measure is a very good economy. Mm -hmm. It is. I mean, I, I love the jobs report today, and Ned Ryan, I love that wages are growing. That has been a very big problem over the last right. 20 years, if you can imagine. Wages just really right. not budging. And now we're looking at nearly 3% growth. It's a start. Yeah, no, and, and I like the point, uh, the point that he made about the manufacturing jobs, Trish. I mean, Obama assured us that those manufacturing jobs were gone and never coming back, and already 400,000 returned, and, and maybe we're going to get to 600,000. And the unemployment numbers with African American and Hispanics, I thought the, the figure that was kind of fascinating, Trish, because I wasn't aware of it, record unemployment among women, the lowest it's been in 65 years. And so the idea that Trump has come in and he's, he's made everything better for everyone, the Record, record mm. unemployment among women. I think he, yeah, <laughs> I think it's supposed to be record <laughs> employment. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So these these jobs numbers that are coming out. Yeah, he's just he's just man. The economy is like roaring. Yeah, it is. Uh, it is interesting how little is being talked about when it comes to what the economy is actually doing. Yeah. Can't talk about that. Got to talk about the woman that Kavanaugh looked at 36 years ago or whatever. Yeah. What do you do? Hold her down and cover her mouth? <laughs> I doubt it, man. They lie. It is weird, man. Because you're in it. We're in a climate where you have to believe them. Mm -hmm. That's what's scary. But so unless Bill Clinton did it. Unless Bill Clinton did it. That's right. Unless the Democrat did it. Maybe that's what Kavanaugh should be like. Hey, 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 I'm a Democrat. Yeah. <laughs> it is yeah. Go, whoa, whoa, okay. Oh, okay. So today I get to my rental I'm working on. I'm almost done. And I got, uh, so I'm wrapping up on it. And then I have mm -hmm. one next to it that I got to work on. And it's that, that one's uh, also vacant. Mm -hmm. And I see this blue note on the door. I'm like, ah, oh, someone stopped by that wanted to rent it and left me a note and I walk mm -hmm. up and I look at the note and it says uh, a semi truck ran over the power line going to one of your houses. You might <laughs> I just stop. I said, Whoa, 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 wait. What? So I look, I like look around, I look over to the house and I guess a, a semi truck, which shouldn't be on that road drove mm -hmm. down that road. Cause there's some low hanging power lines, this little residential street. Huh. And uh, he grabbed it. He caught the power line that runs to my rental mm -hmm. and it ripped it from the meter socket. Whoa. Ripped the line out. 
So it ripped wow. the line out. It arced, you know, went crazy. It burned the, the uh, it has like a, that, it's like a concrete um, shingle for the siding. Mm-hmm. Burn that all up, right? Burn the meter socket. That box is wow. gone. Uh, ripped the line down to the, you know, it was ripped down onto the street, sparking and arcing on the street. This is like Saturday night. Uh-huh. And he just took off. Whoa. The guy in the truck. So nobody knows who did it. So huh. I show up. I got, so I got this meter socket that's destroyed. It has to be replaced. They, they let the power company came out and it's rolled up all the wire and it's stacked mm-hmm. it up against the house. What? <laughs> I'm like, man, what am I going to, what do I do now? Like I, you know, I'm going to have to pay for all this. Whoa. Yep. So now what did you call the power company? No, nope. I haven't. That's crazy. Not yet. You know, I didn't have the power on over there yet because we just haven't been in there. Uh huh. So that was a surprise. Hmm. Boy, that's gonna be kind of cruddy. You gotta file an insurance claim. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I probably wouldn't do that. Yeah. Because that would raise my insurance. You know, so I'd rather mm-hmm. not. Rather not do that. I just, it's, right. just, it's the cost of getting a meter socket put in. And then I don't know if they charge me to run the line back from the pole down to the house or if they just, you know, do mm-hmm. that because they want a customer. I'm not sure how, how they are yet. Mm-hmm. We'll find out, but huh. you just never know with this stuff. Like what's going to happen. And it's always, uh, it's just always kind of fun like that. Like I, I don't really get upset about it. I'm, I'm laughing. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, of course, something like that happens. Semi truck took out the power. That's crazy. Just ripped <laughs> it from the house. Ripped it out. There yep. you go. <laughs> Good luck. Yep. Have fun. But I'll tell you something that's funny. I'm looking at my property tax bill, mm-hmm. and I'm looking at my property tax bill for this house I have in uh, Georgia. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. And it, the house is identical just about identical in layout to one that I have in New Jersey. Uh-huh. The property taxes for the one in New Jersey is uh, $350 a quarter. Uh-huh. The property taxes for this one in Georgia is mm-hmm. $325 a year. Yeah, that's crazy. Yep. So, and yeah, I can get some more rent out of the one in New Jersey, but. I don't know if the rent, if it's that much more to make that difference up. Right. So that's, well, you got to make enough rent to cover that. <laughs> right. Yep. I mean, that's a quarter, man. That's, that's, that's crazy. It is crazy. It's thir- over $1,300. It's uh, yeah, $1,400 a year. Just about. That's nuts. So it's like $110 a month or more, one something, I don't, you know, 120 a month goes straight to property taxes. Mm-hmm. But hey, cost of doing business up there. Yeah. And the people up there like it. They love it. I saw a poll. They put out, someone did a poll and uh, supposedly the people of New Jersey are the happiest in the country. What? I don't believe that for a second. Me neither. I saw another poll that came out or some sort of study 
that said there's more psychotic people living in New Jersey than any other state. Now that I'd believe. I, I believe that. That's why they're saying they're happy. Anybody who stays is psychotic. <laughs> right. Well, that's kind of my joke that I always say with Sarah. I'm like, they love it. They love it. They love it. They love paying. The, the gas tax just went up again. Man. I mean, it just went up a couple months ago. It just went up again. They love it. It's like, yeah. <laughs> We're so happy. <laughs> We're happy. It's funny because I complain about, like, <laughs> just some of the stuff I have to deal with here. But then when I think about the stuff that, like, the just, you know, state government stuff and uh, just the, uh, the permitting and all that stuff that goes into having my own business and everything. And I complain about it, but I'm like, man, at least I'm not in New Jersey. That's right. <laughs> that is, I, 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 I probably say that every day with something that comes up like, man, I'm so glad I'm not there. <laughs> that is crazy. <laughs> so an update to everyone who listens. I did put the, uh, the 46 inch military tires on my truck. They look great. They do. They look good. And uh, I just yeah. got to get a. I got to get that extension. I couldn't find one. You got a picture of it to pull up for the folks to see? Well, I don't think YouTube's recording. Oh, that's right. We got the kicked stream. off. We don't, we don't know yet. Incorrect. Yep. We'll find out when the stream's done and then we'll see. I don't know if they're just blocking it, blocking the live stream feature or what's going on. They stopped mm -hmm. uh, Owen Benjamin. He's not allowed to live stream anymore. Oh, yeah. They banned him. Um. But I'm trying to find. The episode of him on uh, Jesse Lee Peterson's show is great. Oh, it was good. Everybody should look that one up. Owen Benjamin on Jesse Lee Peterson is funny. Mm -hmm. uh, did you see the Weather Channel coverage of the storm with the? Yeah, I sent I sent you a bunch of uh, videos. I don't know if they came through on Skype. I sent oh, you I like four or five up. of them. Let me see. <laughs> it's so it good. We got this one right here. Let's see. After you pull that one up, look up. Uh, why does it say it's going to be an inappropriate video? Look, this one's good. For those who are just listening, the, uh, the, the news reporter is acting like he's being blown around. Meanwhile, there's just a couple of guys just walking around in shorts behind him. <laughs> the best part like is when he, going on. He's going to pick up a shingle. Pieces of limbs. Look. This is what we're seeing a lot of shingles coming off. You see what happens when you throw it off. He throws a shingle there. He just comes back down. He says it's like a projectile. Yeah. <laughs> um, pull up a uh, uh, weather reporter canoe. Remember that one? Oh, uh, yeah. That's a good one. The Today Show. Yeah. But first, the severe flooding here in the Northeast as more rain continues to fall today. NBC mm -hmm. sees Michelle Kaczynski, I guess she's in the canoe, is in Wayne, New Jersey this morning. Hey Michelle, good morning to you. Good morning. Well, obviously we're getting a nice break from the rain, but not the flooding. This is essentially now a part of the Passaic River in this neighborhood. Through. It rushed in yesterday something. through the streets. And it's really tough to control a canoe or a boat when you're out in it. It's much deeper back there because this Katie, is really... 
Actually, Michelle, I'll take it. Is there some kind of severe drop-off hey, there uh, between the foreground? We he'll go back. We saw these guys a second ago. Michelle walking. Are these holy men walking on top of water? What's why, going on why here? Why walk when you can ride, you guys? When you have a ride like this, why would you want to walk? Have you run ashore but, yet? Uh, well, they could. They wouldn't let me go back into the deep water because they were afraid I would just drift away. out. Here. Strange piece of video there, Michelle. Is, is your oar hitting ground, Michelle? Of course not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. It's horrible. Did you see that? Yeah, there's that one. Uh, Anderson yeah, I Cooper saw that one was from, um, yeah, that mm -hmm. one was from last time. Yeah. Yeah, it's Anderson Cooper. They're filming him, and he's supposed to be up, you know, in three foot of water, but they just yeah, found the ditch. He's in waders, but the guys filming him are, like, you know, a little more than ankle deep. <laughs> yep, they just found the ditch. That one's crazy. Let's see. What else did you send here? I think it was just that. It, there was some other stuff. That oh, was, we got that one. That's the weather yeah. channel. Mm -hmm. And you sent this one. Oh, that's the weather channel also. Mm. Yeah, I think that was, that might have been all of them. Yep, we got that one. Okay. Yeah, okay. Mm -hmm. Oh, 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 Tom Arnold. Did we see that one? Oh, that's right. That's where I was going to send you. <laughs> you know, all the hype. He's yeah. he, he plays gonna clip. play he's gonna play a clip of uh of Donald Trump saying the N word. I will not hold anything back. Now we saw Now here's the thing. If about he had your anything serious, I really think it would have came out a long time ago. Oh, would have. Of all that's going on otherwise, because obviously there's a lot going on in your life. Because if you're the people that get they're scared, they they've quit. I'll quit when it's over. No, I'm not scared about my welfare. For which part? For the Trump stuff? Oh, no. Oh, no. No, because that's what they do. They threaten to sue you, kill you, or ruin your uh, reputation, which I have a terrible reputation, no money, and I'm not afraid of dying, obviously. So when Trump resigns, which will be soon, uh, then, it'll, then, I'll, then I'll take it easy. I mean, the world is fixated with this project well, of yours oh be, well a they're fixated because the most powerful man in the world is out of his freaking mind that's a and and it just so happens i have a show called the hunt for the trump tapes and it just so happens that there are so many things coincidences or things in my life that have that have that things in common with this guy because he's such <laughs> when i have a lot of things in common with the president of the united states you know he shouldn't be the president of the united states when I have people in my life that are in common, you know he shouldn't be the president. So, yeah. I must ask you, though, should you find the tape with the N-word? Given what's there happened... There are people, seven people yes. for the show have come forward. On the I, I, There's more than that. I understand There's that. every tape. We, 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 every episode, we, we... Yes, I, now, I will... If, if I get something tonight that can change... What the, what's going on now, I will have, I will not wait for my show. I will immediately, I have people like David Cord, who had the 47% Mitt Romney tape. He's on my show. I have big journalists like Shane Mayer and, Mike, and Mike, uh, Michael Iskoff that are on my show. Besides my crazy self, I have legitimate big journalists. You know what I he reminds me of? In, in who? Russia that Somebody who the claims that they found I, I, they Bigfoot. Have serious people. Yeah. You know, it's like, I've done, I've done it. I found them. Well, let's see the tape. Oh, no, we can't see the tape. 
Can't uh, you know what? I bet he'll, I bet he's going to come out and say, well, I'll, we're going to play the tapes when he resigns. We're going to play the tapes. Yeah. He's like the alternate Alex Jones. <laughs> right. This is like the he's other. Got, he's got the documents. The funny thing, he's the other side's Alex Jones, but they can't see it like that. Yeah, pretty much. It's mm -hmm. like the left's Alex Jones, but to them, it's like, oh, he's great. This is Tom Arnold, man. He's not going to hold Spe anything back. He's a genius. Speaking of Alex Jones, he got kicked off Twitter. He did. He did. He's, uh, and it's kind of weird because you just don't hear anything. Like how, I, I can't imagine his career doing anything anymore. Yeah, it is weird. What's, yeah. uh, what's InfoWars worth now? I don't know. Because I know they, they were bringing in some revenue at one point. They were. But I don't know uh, what they'd be bringing in right now. Uh, let's see. You sent this one over, too. This is an hour ago. Trump orders feds to declassify key FISA documents, text messages, and FBI probe. Oh, this yeah. is good. Let's see. Do we got a... Uh, let's see if we can find a clip of this. Let's see. Trump declassify... Breaking news in the Russia investigation, the White House just announced that President Trump is asking the Director of National Intelligence and the Department of Justice, including the FBI, to release unredacted classified documents and text messages related to the start of the Russia investigation. Our justice correspondent Evan Perez is here. Uh, Evan, pretty sensitive material that uh, the president is now declassifying, which is his right. He can declassify right. whatever he wants. But it's interesting. He says on the FISA a court application to go after Carter Page, he only wants pages 10 through 12 to be released, pages 17 through 34 to be released. This is the June 2017 application to the FISA court uh, and I'm sure critics will start saying, what about pages one through nine or pages 13 through <laughs> right. 16? Is he selectively only releasing information that seems to be useful to him? Well, I think uh, the president and some of his allies in Congress have a purpose here. Look, I think the, 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 their argument is that this entire investigation, the Mueller investigation, the Russia investigation, is the fruit of a poisonous tree. This is something that they believe began under nefarious circumstances, that the FBI committed wrongdoing in beginning this investigation, and they believe that these pages, uh, I think a lot of this relates to what's known as the Woods file uh, in the uh, FISA, uh, FISA application. So when, when the uh, FBI prepares this application for the court, they prepare a, a file of, of material to support why they believe this should be, should be, uh, should be approved by the, by the FISA court judges. And so a lot of this has to do with the underlying explanation from the FBI as to why they believe that Carter Page was acting as an agent of a foreign power, in this case Russia. So that's what the president is going after here. That's what his allies ha have been selectively leaking some of this stuff. Uh, for, you know, keep in mind, members of Congress have already seen a lot of this. They already have some of this. So they've been selectively leaking some of this to conservative media, trying to get the president, you know, ginned up to, to make sure he did exactly this. And now they've gotten what they want. All right. Hmm. So this is going to be interesting when that comes out. <laughs> if anything comes out. If anything comes out. That's right. Well, let's see. And the last thing that you sent over. I think that was it. One was more. That? 
humane restaurant oh. getting lobsters <laughs> stoned before steaming them. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. Wow. Yeah, they're giving the lobsters weed. Wow. I feel bad that when lobsters come here, there is no exit strategy. <laughs> yeah, there's an exit strategy. It's called yeah. death. In my belly. And food, right. Yeah, and this, <laughs> see, this person that commented said, what about ab uh, aborting unborn babies? This is the argument that I can't stand. It's like any time anyone spends any amount of time thinking about the poor lobster. Yeah. You know we're messed up. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like we're messed oh, no. up, man. Well, remember all the, like, the animal liberation people yeah. that were going out and freeing the lobsters? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's sick. come on, people. Really? But they have no problem aborting kids. No problem. No problem. Man. Well, I remember that about Randy. Um this tenant that we used to have years ago and he would get so mad when he'd see like one of the humane society or any ASPCA or any of them come up with the sad song. And it shows like the sad dogs looking at the camera and Sarah McLaughlin. Yeah. Sarah McLaughlin. In the arms of <laughs> and he would get mad to where he'd like, he'd change the channel. Yeah. And he's like, this is sick, man. He's like, there's kids. He'd start to get upset. He's like, there's kids starving. And they put this on TV. They allow this on TV. <laughs> like, there's a exactly. point. You know? Th that yeah. time could have been used to show kids that are starving. But instead, you're showing a dog that's just looking at the camera like sad. Like, oh, the dog's so sad. Like, no, the dog's just a dog looking at the camera. Yeah. I don't know, man. And I love animals. Well, oh, I know. I, I you got love, a bunch of them. I got a bunch of animals. I'd never hurt the animals. All the animals I have are, I wouldn't kill them and eat them. They're just like pets. But, and at the same time, I love animals uh, in my stomach. I just ate like a pound and a half of beef before yeah. I got on the podcast. Eat a lot of meat all the time. And I had some deer sausage the other day that was excellent. And then my wife cooked up some deer steak last week that was like top notch it was very good hunting season's coming Gun it's season. here here for you yeah yeah i think it's here bow and arrow too here mm -hmm. but well i think that about wraps up everything yeah yeah i got a early day tomorrow so i gotta do a little tuning on a I think actually, I think I'm tuning a Chevy Cobalt tomorrow. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. So, you know, I was driving, oh. I saw a, uh, a Chevy Sonic. Mm -hmm. Do they still make that thing? Uh, either that or the cruise, one of them. There it is. They still have it. And I saw the Sonic driving around. And did you know that they have drum brakes? In the rear. Really? Yep. Still, huh? Yep. I was I'm like, what in the world? It's <laughs> this little car. It has drum brakes in the back. It was, yeah. um, it was a red one. It looked just like this. But, yeah. And you know what else also has drum brakes? The uh, Toyota Tacoma. 
Yeah, I mean, a lot of pickup uh, pickup trucks still use drums in the rear. Yeah, that's kind of surprising. Like, I have uh, disc brakes on my truck. Yeah. Well, but. you know, it depends because, like, it's weird. Like, my wife has a 2007 Z71 four-wheel drive. Um, it's pretty much fully loaded except for the – it doesn't have leather interior. And that thing has drums in the rear. But – you can get like the 2008 base model and it's got disc brakes. And then, huh. um, my 2003 base model V six, like Chevy work truck, basically single cab that has disc brakes in the rear. Yeah. And so the fully loaded truck with a tow package and everything has drum brakes in the rear. It is weird. I'm not really sure what the rationale is with that. Oh, there it is. See? Yep so weird I, yeah, I don't know what the rationale is other than it, it has to be a cost cutting thing yeah think. but Must then again be. like what are you saving the cost of a caliper on each side oh well, and some I mean, brake line there's probably I mean theoretically I mean there's really there's more moving parts in that drum than there is in a disc brake right Well, I mean, you still have the springs and the wheel cylinder, so. Yeah. Anyway. Well, until next time. Go out there, keep shooting guns and using chainsaws. And quando omni flunkus moritati, everybody. See ya. See ya. 33 next time. Yeah. Let's get the beach. Magic number. Yeah, we're going to get the beach on. It's time for a super woke episode. Super woke and super long. We'll, yeah. We'll see ya.